The Productive Woman, Episode 218. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me for this episode where we'll be talking about being present in the moment while preparing for the future. You'll find more information and links in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 218. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks and Bombas. Bombas are the most comfortable socks ever, and you can visit bombas.com slash TPW, that's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash TPW to get 20% off your first order. I'll talk about them a little bit more later on, but just keep in mind that's bombas.com slash TPW and the code TPW for the productive woman. Now, FreshBooks is a longtime sponsor of the Productive Woman podcast, and I do want to give you some things to think about with respect to them. And and starting with a quick question for all of you who are hardworking entrepreneurs putting in hours, even during the holiday season that's coming up, has dealing with your day-to-day paperwork ever brought about feelings that resemble anything close to joy or satisfaction or ease? I think if you're like me, the answer is no. But if you're ready for that to change, our friends at FreshBooks are inviting you to try their ridiculously easy cloud accounting software that is a total joy to use. And yes, I just used the words easy, joy, and accounting in the same sentence. Using FreshBooks, it takes literally about 30 seconds to create and send a polished, professional-looking invoice. You can link your FreshBooks account to your credit and debit card, so next time you expense that business lunch or tank of gas, it'll show up automatically in your FreshBooks account and as part of the the reports that you can pull from FreshBooks. With two clicks, FreshBooks can set you up to receive payments online, which I can tell you will seriously improve how quickly you get paid. To see all the ways that FreshBooks can bring the joy by changing the way you feel about your business paperwork, they are offering the Productive Woman listeners an unrestricted 30-day free trial so you can put it through its paces and see how well it works for you. To claim that trial, just go to freshbooks.com TPW and be sure to enter the Productive Woman in their How Did You Hear About Us section. <music> All right, let's get into our main topic for this episode. I've been thinking about this a lot, about being present in the moment while we're still trying to prepare for the future. How do we do that? Because making a life that matters requires a balance between preparing for the future and being present now in the moment. And the question that I have that I, you know, I don't, I'm going to admit up front, I don't have the answer for is, where is that balance? In order to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish in the future, we have to prepare and plan for those. But how do we do that and still stay present and really enjoying the now? Uh, Marie Forleo points out the difference between planning, which happens in the present, 
and worrying, which takes us out of this moment. And I'll put a link in the show notes to a a post where she talked about this that I thought was very thought provoking. She says, planning consciously for the future is one of the best tools to stay grounded in the present. And I thought that was so thought provoking. The idea being that if we're planning consciously and thoughtfully. And if we have done that, we don't have to worry about the potential consequences of being unprepared. She asks a question in her post, in her video, do you have some future-based worries that present moment planning could fix? And, uh, you know, that's a great question. Are there things you're worrying about now, future-based things that are you're worrying about now because you don't feel prepared for them? That worry takes us out of the present moment. We're not able to be fully present where we are because we're worrying about something that hasn't happened yet. But planning, which is something we do now, can do away with that worry. I thought that was a really wise and thought provoking statement that she made. And I, I recommend this video that where she talked about it. Like I said, I'll have a a link to that in the show notes for this episode. And the thought that came to me as I was pondering all of this is if we listen to ourselves, we know when we've crossed that line from planning you know, which is something we do now into worry, which is something that takes us out of the present moment. So just just a thought to keep in mind as we talk in this episode about being present today, setting ourselves up for a good day tomorrow, and preparing for a wonderful experience a year from now. So first of all, being present today, what does that mean? I I did a lot of research about this because I'm a person who's often looking ahead to the future, to what's coming next and how do I prepare for it. And often that keeps me from really being present in the moment. And so I did some research about this and a lot of the, the writers that I looked at really equated being present in the moment with mindfulness. And, you know, what is that? I looked, because that's a phrase that gets thrown, a word that gets thrown around a lot. What does it mean to be mindful? One writer in an article called The Art of Now, Six Steps to Living in the Moment. And again, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's from an article on in Psychology Today, says that mindfulness is the practice of being present in the moment, a state of active open, intentional attention on the present. And that's, that's a skill, I think, don't you? I I mean, maybe you're better at this than I am. Because like I said, I'm so often thinking about what's happening next, to the point that I'm not really engaged in the present. I may be doing something in the present, but my mind is gone. Mindfulness is about actively and intentionally paying attention to the present. How does it benefit us? Well, there's lots of research about this. And I'll put, again, links to all of this in the show notes. I really recommend that if you, like me, struggle with that mindfulness aspect, that you look at some of these articles because you you not only get ideas about how to do it, but you begin to understand really why it's so important. Uh, Another article from Psychology Today said, and I'm quoting here, those who live in the moment tend to be happier, 
calmer and more relaxed and appreciative. The article goes on to say mindfulness can also increase your ability to be in tune with your thoughts, emotions, and body sensations, which allows you to work with these human factors and communicate how you are thinking and feeling to both yourself and others. So it just that first sentence caught my attention. Those who are mindful, who can be present and live in the moment tend to be happier, calmer, more relaxed, and more appreciative. Another article says that mindfulness reduces stress, boosts immune functioning, reduces chronic pain, lowers blood pressure, and helps patients cope with cancer. Hmm this, this article, there were a bunch of studies and this is citing back to the article I mentioned at the beginning, the art of now says that by alleviating stress, spending a few minutes a day, actively focus on living in the moment reduces the risk of heart disease. Um, mindful people, the other article said are more, are happier, more exuberant, more empathetic and more secure. Hmm. They have higher self-esteem and are more accepting of their own weaknesses the article goes on to say anchoring awareness in the here and now reduces the kinds of impulsivity and reactivity that underlie depression, binge eating and attention problems. Mindful people can hear negative feedback without feeling threatened. They fight less with their romantic partners and are more accommodating and less defensive. As a result, mindful couples have more satisfying relationships. And the article cites the studies that have come up with this. So I think Uh, you know, it's obvious there are benefits, values that come from being mindful, being present in the moment. I don't think being in the moment means that just doing whatever you want with no thought for the consequences or for the future, but it means being where you are, whatever you're doing, even if it's planning for the future, savoring the moments that you're in, even the mundane ones. And for a lot of us, I think this is a skill we maybe struggle with, need to learn to develop. So how can we be more mindful and more present? I did, again, some research on this because it's something that I'm working on for myself. And uh, there's a lot of ideas, a lot of suggestions. I think this is something that I will spend more time on in future episodes and maybe get an expert or two in to come and share some tips for us. But the the research that I did came up with some suggestions for all of us to consider if we want to be more mindful, more present in the moment. And the number one recommendation is to practice single tasking. We've talked in the past about how multitasking, the idea of, you know, being able to do multiple things at the same time is really a myth and trying to do it actually impairs our productivity, but it's something the the mythology is that women are good at multitasking, that we can do multiple things at the same time. All the research is that uh, thinks everything suffers when we try to do that. And one of the things that suffers is our ability to be attentive to the moment, to be present in the moment. And so we can learn to be more present and more mindful if we practice single tasking, savoring each experience instead of trying to do multiple things at 
uh, the same time, actually put our thoughts on the task we're doing instead of letting our hands do one thing while our mind is somewhere else. And maybe not all the time, because sometimes we're listening to a podcast while we fold clothes or listening to music while we jog or, you know, things like that. But sometimes as a practice, as to develop this skill of mindfulness of being present, why not turn off the sounds and actually focus on the experience of folding the clothes, the the sensation of the clothes in our hands, the smell of the laundry, the, you know, what the chair feels like that we're sitting on or the bed or wherever it is we fold clothes. Actually use that as an exercise as uh, to practice being mindful. Similarly, sometimes when we go for a jog or a walk, maybe instead of listening to music or talking to somebody else or talking on the phone or whatever, why not turn off all those sounds and focus on the feelings of the sensation of our feet hitting the pavement, the sounds of the birds, the sights of nature or the city around us, depending on where we're doing this. I think think you get the point that the idea is that sometimes practice doing just one thing and keeping our focus on that thing and really savoring that experience instead of letting our minds wander. It's a good practice. It's, it's like a muscle, you know, that mindfulness is almost like a muscle that needs to be worked out and we need to practice doing that. A second tip would be to train ourselves to pay attention and that is pay attention to our surroundings, to what we're doing, to how we're feeling, uh, to our physical sensations and our emotional mood. And maybe to learn to do that, we again need to practice it. We need to be intentional about it. Maybe set a reminder, an alarm on our phone, or I wear an Apple watch. I could use the Do app, D-U-E, to set reminders to myself periodically, um, you know, a few times a day, maybe even every hour to just to pause briefly, take a couple deep breaths and ask ourselves some questions. How am I feeling right now? What's going on around me? Am I doing the thing right now that I should be doing right now? Or is there a better use of my time, my energy and my attention in this moment? I think it can become a habit to do this, but to develop a habit of being mindful and paying attention to our physical, mental, and emotional well-being, maybe we're going to have to be very purposeful and intentional about, you know, scheduling it into our day and setting these reminders. It doesn't need to take more than 30 or 45 seconds, but it can make a big difference in our experience of being in the moment. Another tip for this is to try meditation. And I don't mean this in a religious sense. I mean, I, I know that there are, uh, that meditation is a component of some religious practices, but that's not what I'm talking about here. Meditation, as I think about it, it's it's just practice at being present in the moment of taking however much time you set aside for it to just be still and be present and, you know, maybe watch the thoughts go through your mind without dwelling on any of them. It's a difficult practice for, for me and maybe for you too. You know, my mind is 
tends to go 100 miles an hour in lots of different directions, always the things I need to do, people I care about, all those kinds of things. And so meditation is something that uh, takes practice. That's why they call it a practice, I guess. And if it's new to you, just this, I mean, you can do it just by sitting for 60 seconds, being still, breathing, focusing on your breathing and, and just being still, I guess. But if it's new to you, guided meditations can help. And I, that I have found that to be true. I use the Headspace app on my phone and I just set it for 10 minutes and the voice kind of guides me through the process to learn that skill. Uh, there's another app called Calm that does the same thing. And there are podcasts, we've talked about this before, uh, that also offer guided meditations, including our recent guest, Katie Kremitzos's Meditation for Women. I'll put a link in this episode for her podcast. That might be something you want to try out. But try that if if you have trouble with being still and not not needing to fill every moment with sound and activity, uh, meditation may be a good exercise to help develop your skill in that area. And then the fourth thing that I thought about for being more mindful and more present in, in the present is to allow yourself to enjoy the things you have, those things that you're saving for someday in the future for just the right moment why not enjoy those things now? Uh, I, this, this came to my mind when I was preparing for this episode, as I got out some special pens that I had bought that I really loved the ink in. And, and so I would, I didn't want to use them up. So I was saving a, a couple of them for some kind of special project. I got, I thought I want to use this one, got it out to, to do something with it. And then ink's dried up. So I've saved it you know, for some special occasion, and now have not gotten the joy of getting to use it because the ink has dried up. So maybe you have something like that in your life. Maybe it's those special dishes the that never get used, because you're saving them for special occasions. And so they just sit on display. Why not get those out and set the table with them on a Tuesday night just because or the special outfit that you are saving that you never quite find the right occasion for. I think being in the present and enjoying the present includes just go, enjoying those things that we have and not saving them for someday because someday may or may not come. Why not enjoy them now? So those are some thoughts on being present today. Uh, the next element I was thinking about in this episode that I called today, tomorrow, and a year from now is setting ourselves up for a good day tomorrow. What are some things we can do today, being present today and mindful of, of today that will help us also have a great day tomorrow. And there are some practices that I think we can incorporate into our life that we can be present in that also set us up for a good day tomorrow. And the number one thing that came to my mind is to review your day at the end of your work day or the end of the day at home take a few moments to look back over the day you've just completed and ask yourself, what went well? What am I happy about? And, and take a moment to savor those accomplishments, the things that went well in your day. Did you accomplish what you intended to? 
If not, why not? Is there some reason that you were not able to do the things you had had in mind for the day? And what can you do differently tomorrow that will help you accomplish tomorrow the things that are important to you? Uh, Another thing maybe to do during this evening review or end of day review is consider Benjamin Franklin's two questions that I read about years ago that he w- he had a book where he wrote these things down. And every morning he, he asked himself the question, what good shall I do today? Every evening he asked himself, what good have I done today? And maybe you can incorporate that into your morning and evening routine. But as you're reviewing your day, what good have I done today? And maybe journal about that a little bit. And at the same time, remember to express gratitude. Uh, Something that I have found really helpful for me in setting myself up for a good day tomorrow is spending a few moments at the end of the day writing down one, two, three things that I am grateful for that day. And again, we're being present in this moment and what, what stirs up feelings of gratitude in you capture those things, write them down, have a gratitude journal, whether it's something you write by hand or something you keep on your computer, like the day one app is a a perfect place to, uh, to journal this sort of thing and add something to it each evening. We've talked in the past about how important gratitude is uh, to our mental health, our emotional health and our physical health and developing that habit of being grateful anchors us in the moment uh, as we're savoring the good things in our life, which just by definition, sets us up for a better day tomorrow. So reviewing your day at the end of today, and really being present in that in that exercise of reviewing, uh, not beating yourself up, but looking for the good, capturing it, memorializing it, and kind of building it into your heart, I guess, to get yourself ready for a great day tomorrow. Second thing is to plan ahead a little bit. We've talked, we've touched on that already about how planning is something we do right now. And we can be very present in the now of planning for something in the future. So take a moment to look at your schedule for tomorrow and think of what can you, what can I do right now to prepare for tomorrow? Are my clothes ready? Is my purse or my briefcase or my tote bag packed and ready to go? Is meat out of the freezer to thaw for tomorrow's dinner? Do I need to get my kids stuff ready? Are there papers that need to be signed, lunches that need to be packed? What can you do at the end of the day to take a few minutes now so that the morning will go more smoothly and that gets you off, you and your whole family off to a better start for the day? Uh, As part of that planning, prioritize. What can you do tomorrow that will make the biggest difference in your life or in the lives of the people you care about. And I think it's a great thing to go to bed knowing, or at least having a sense of what you will do first in the morning. Uh, I think that allows us to start the day off strong because we've already decided how best to begin instead of waiting until life starts coming at us, we've given that thought, we've, we've taken that time to really think about what's going to move the needle on my business or on my life or on my 
whatever goal I'm working toward, what can I do tomorrow that's going to make the biggest difference? And how will I start my, my day, my work day, my, my home day, whatever it is that you're going to be doing for that day, spending a few minutes, just, it doesn't need to take a lot of time, but just a couple minutes to be intentional and thoughtful about what's going to make the most difference in your life tomorrow and be prepared to do that. And then a third thing that we can do to set ourselves up for a good day tomorrow is something we talked about recently on, you know, habits that help. And that's that 10 minute tidy. And whether it's at your office or your workspace, spend 10 minutes, five minutes, even kind of tidying up your workspace at the end of the workday so that when you come in the next day, things are in order. Maybe the the thing you've decided you're going to start work on first is sitting front and center on your desk and everything else is put away and you've got a clear space to work in with minimal distractions so you can really get down to work and focus on it. Same thing at home, maybe in those last 10 minutes, tidy up the kitchen, run, you know, load the dishwasher and start it to run, take a quick run around the living spaces, pick things up that don't belong there, put them, fluff the pillows, whatever it is that makes your space look good to you. So that when you get up in the morning, you can walk around and feel at ease and at peace. And I think that makes a huge difference. Uh, And it's something we can do with very little time at the end of the day to make the next day even better. And then the fourth thing is to get to bed at a reasonable time. Establish an evening routine that helps you relax and wind down and get ready to rest. Uh, That is so, you know, getting enough sleep is so important. And I'm saying that as somebody who struggles with that, partly because of the age I've reached and partly because of the things I've already talked about with always lots of things on my mind. Um, But what can you do to make sure that you get a good night's sleep, whatever that evening routine is, maybe it's sit down and do a a mind dump, you know, brain dump into your journal of whatever's on your mind, get it out of your head onto paper so you can go to bed and relax. Maybe it's turning off screens, the TV and and the electronic screens an hour or so and, and snuggling in with a good book or just a conversation with the people in your household, whatever it is that helps you wind down, put a kind of put in a, a period on the day so that you can relax and get a good night's sleep and, and get to bed at a reasonable time. Now, how do you do that when you have kids who need your attention? I, I can hear some of you thinking that because I've been there. You know, it's easy for me to say, have this great routine in the evening because it's just, we're empty nesters now. And most of the time, except when family comes to visit, it's just Mike and me. And so I have a lot more control over what my evening routine looks like. When you have kids, though, it is different. What I, and I've been there. You have to adjust that routine, simplify as much as you can, get them involved in that 10-minute pickup, get everybody to spend you know three minutes doing a quick pickup, make a game out of it, and then you know, get them to bed maybe a little bit earlier and whatever routine you have with them to get them settled down for a good night's sleep that leaves you with a little bit of time at the end of the day to kind of take a breath get yourself ready and and get to bed at a reasonable time. Those are the things, kinds of things that will help make the next day even better and set us up for a great day tomorrow. 
And then the final thing I wanted to talk about in this episode. So we've talked about being present today, setting ourselves up for a good day tomorrow. And then the final thing is laying the groundwork for where you want to be a year from now or, or, or more. It is important to be present in the future. But as one writer that I was looking at said, there are two major areas of our life that make the future an important consideration. Those are our responsibilities, that is our job, business, our partner, our family, our children, and they are our aspirations, our dreams and our goals. Those two areas of our life, this writer says, um, make the future an important consideration today. So being present in the moment doesn't mean we don't think about the future at all. It hopefully means, as Marie Forleo has suggested, that we plan in the present for a great future, but we don't worry about the future, which pulls us out of the present. So we there are things in our future that make it important to think about it today. And we can do things now to lay that groundwork for where we want to be in the future, a year from now, five years from now, whatever. We can look ahead, but be present in the exercise of doing so. And so I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about this. Now we've talked in the past in some past episodes about setting ourselves up, um, laying that groundwork for a great year for who we want to be, where we want to be a year from now. You can look at episode 120, which is our year end wrap up episode from I think last year, episode 70 was called laying the foundation for a great new year. And you might want to look at that for some practical suggestions on how to use kind of time at the end of the year or today, because, you know, a new year can start any day we want it to. But spending time now to lay that foundation for where we want to end up a year from now, the the basic idea is to spend a little time imagining yourself a year from now, living exactly the life you want. So take some time to think about that. What's the same as now? What's different? What has changed? If you're imagining yourself living exactly the life you want to live, who's there? What are you doing? Where are you? All those sorts of things. And then the question becomes, what do you need to do between now and then to get from where you are to where you want to be? And maybe where you want to be a year from now is very much like where you are now. Maybe your life is ideal. Maybe you're living exactly the life you want and that's great. So then the question becomes, what do I need to do to keep it this great, to make it even greater? What practical things, what steps do I need to take? Setting yourself up um, with a plan to get from here to there. I would say it's important that we don't fool ourselves that a change in our life will make us feel better. Here's the important thing. And this is some a lesson that I continue to learn. However you want to feel a year from now, you can choose to feel that way now. You don't have to wait. I don't have to wait until something changes in my life to feel happy, if that's how I want to feel, to feel joyful, to feel at peace. I don't have to wait for a change. I can choose today to feel that way by 
choosing how, you know, how to think about my experiences and my circumstances right now. But in any event, the, the point is we can do something now, not worrying about the future, but looking ahead to where we want to be, the path we want to be on, and taking some steps today to head us in that direction. Again, we're going to be talking about these things more in coming episodes and in the new year. And I would love your ideas and your feedback on these. Um, I, I think the the balance between being present today while preparing for tomorrow and next year, it requires awareness and intention. I also think there's not one right way to do it. Whatever works for you, whatever makes you feel most peaceful, more, most joyful, however it is you want to feel about your life, that's that's what you should be doing. If you feel like what you're doing isn't working for you, I'd encourage you to try just small changes one at a time. Maybe if your thinking kind of goes all directions, maybe you want to try five minutes of meditation, guided meditation, download one of those apps or check out Katie's podcast or one of the other podcasts that are out there uh, that do guided meditations to, to start developing that muscle of being present in the moment. If you feel like you spend time, uh, you worry too much about the future, maybe you want to make one little change of, of scheduling 10 minutes each day to plan and be very present in the planning of, of steps, concrete steps you can take to make your future uh, something you don't need to worry about, to be prepared for what's coming so you don't have to worry. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. This is, as I said, something I'm going to be thinking about a lot, working on uh, and talking about more in episodes to come in the new year. And I would love your feedback. I would love your ideas for how to do this. So how do you practice mindfulness and being present in the moment? Or what approaches help you prepare for tomorrow and next year while still savoring the present? I'd love to hear from you on this. Uh, because I'm not the expert. I am just a fellow traveler with you trying to make a life that matters in a way that works. So if you would share your questions, your thoughts about this, your suggestions, your ideas in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 218. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you're a woman who listens to this show and you are in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's a great place to have these conversations. And if you're a woman who listens to the show and you're not in the Facebook group, come and join us there and share your insights with us or share your questions because there's a great community of women there who who ask and answer questions and offer suggestions and support and encouragement. So if you're not already a member, you can go to the productivewoman.com slash group and it'll let you, uh, you know, you can click on the join button. Be sure to answer. There's two or three little, very simple questions uh, there. It's important that you answer them so that I know you're a real person because unfortunately there are people on Facebook who are, sort of just trolls trying to get into private groups to cause trouble. And that's not what this group is about. So answer the questions. I'd love to welcome you in there so we can continue this conversation there. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can always email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at the productive woman.com. 
And I would love to hear from you. Now, before we go, I do want to say a a little shout out to Bombas, our sponsor, maker of the most comfortable socks I've ever worn. I wear them nearly every day now, especially now that the weather in Texas has cooled off so that it's uh, a little too cool to enjoy walking around the house barefoot. Bombas makes these soft cotton socks that feel like pillows on your feet. They're cushiony, but not, not overly so. They have an arch support system that provides that extra support where you need it most and feels kind of like just a gentle hug around your feet. I know that sounds a little corny, but that's kind of what it is. They tell me they've spent they spent two years on research and development before releasing these socks that are designed for performance and comfort. I also love that they're a socially conscious company. You might know that socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters, but you can't donate used socks. That's why Bombas donates to a homeless shelter one pair, brand new pair of socks for every pair they sell. And to date, they've sold and donated over 9 million pairs of these wonderful socks. They have a great variety of styles, colors, and sizes of socks for women and men. So whatever you do on your feet, Bombas have the right socks for you. And I am delighted to let you know they're offering the Productive Woman listeners 20% off their first order. They could make great gifts, stocking stuffers. Uh, you know, think about it. They're really nice socks. Just visit bombas.com slash TPW. And that's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash TPW for the productive woman. And you'll get 20% off your first order. So bombas.com slash TPW and offer code TPW. And of course, to claim your free 30-day unlimited trial of FreshBooks ridiculously easy cloud accounting software, just go to freshbooks.com slash TPW and be sure to enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section. And thank you so much to FreshBooks and to Bombas for supporting the productive woman. That's it for this episode of the productive woman. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you found it worthwhile. I hope you found something in this episode that's helpful to you or encouraging. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.